You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is Motor Mania on Dubai Eye 103.8. And in the company of automotive expertise that is Imta Shangiado and Noel Ebden, who've both joined us here in studio. Uh, they've obviously got over their differences, joined us together as well. Last couple of weeks, we've been separated. Uh, one's been here, one's been there. But we're all back together again uh, as the team, putting the band back together. Um, good to have you both with us. Noel, great to see you as always. Thank you very much. Good MT, to be nice to have you with us. Nice to be back. Uh, right, before we get on, we had a question that came through for... Uh, Naz, but because he's done one, I mean, he couldn't get out of the studio quick enough, could our Naz? Um, we're going to put it to you too. So, where's your hats out there? He's been uh, texting in. Where's your hat? Thank you very much indeed uh, for getting in touch with us this morning. Uh, where's your hat saying, question for you lot. Why would you cho- choose a Nissan Patrol top trim over an Infiniti QX80 when both are essentially the same cars? However, late, the latter has a better finishing on the interior especially concur yeah this is a weird one because infinity is basically uh, the equivalent of lexus right so it's toyota has lexus nissan has infinity but oddly infinities depreciate quicker than the nissan so you can pick up a used infinity Mm. a a better price Mm. than the nissan so and yet it's the same car I think it's marginally better looking, the QX80. But this is one of those cases where at the top end of the Japanese luxury cars, the QX80 has a slightly crisper, nicer exterior and a few more bits and bobs in the interior, a little bit of different leather stitching and so on. But I don't think he should. I think he should stick to the Nissan Patrol. If you were shopping for the Land Cruiser versus the LX, there is a clear reason to go for the LX because the car looks substantially different. And the interior is substantially better than the pretty good Land Cruiser 300. But in the case of the Nissan, I don't think they've done quite enough. Not a knock on both cars, but I think the Nissan is just the smarter play. And easier to sell as well when you uh, when you come, come to get out of You're it. You're just buying it. Why is he worrying about selling? Oh, it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to always look at your end game, surely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great to have them back together again. Tell you what, you know, and we've only got another 50 minutes of it as well. Yeah. Uh, listen, we've got, who have we got here? No name with it, but somebody listening live on Facebook at the moment. Wow, coming in from all corners today. Uh, it says, Tom, empty Null, um, great to have you back together. New car models. Um, uh, please give us the lowdown. On first up, the Civic Type R. No, Civic Type R. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. Ooh, um, yeah. I mean, great car, but if you like that sort of thing, it's not my sort of thing. But uh, oh, for yeah, goodness. It, I look. I knew he'd say. I knew he'd pipe up. Here we go. God. Um, I have a whole bit on this. Can I do my bit on the Civic go Type for it. R? Go on. Um, Civic Type R. I went and checked it out yesterday. It's on display at the Festival City Showroom till today evening. Uh, it's a special preview, so you can go have a look in it, sit in it. It's sitting there. Uh, for those who don't know, two-liter turbo hatchback, three hundred and fifteen horsepower, race-bred suspension, the nicest shifter. I've ever felt. Um, to be honest, I've driven the old model. This new model is a substantially revised update, but it's the first time it's officially been available here. The bookings are flying quick and furious. I'm not happy about one thing. Honda's not telling us how much it is, and that's a bit of a concern because last time I said it's about 207000 That's the approximate price I heard, but now they mm, don't know yet. So I don't know if it's going to be more or less. I think there's a bit of a problem here because Honda hasn't marketed any fast cars for a very long time. And people, again, like Noel, are thinking, why would I shop for a Honda? But I honestly have to tell you, it is the 911 of hot hatches. It is incredible. Perfect. I mean, look. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to go now. Uh, <laughs> Honda needs this car. I mean, they've. You know, we've had so many years of 
boring little saloons and, and SUVs. We, they need a, a halo car. And uh, hopefully this is it. Incredibly special car. Um, the only problem is the people who buy fast Hondas now tend to buy them for around 35,000 dirham. So it's a big jump from 35 <laughs> to 200k. And on the other hand, I understand their situation because you have people coming in from golfs or whatever and they just don't look at Honda as a brand. That's the problem when you don't have a history of sports cars. I think Toyota has the same issue with the Supra. Nissan, on the hand, is doing pretty well, I think, with Zs because they've kept doing cars. GTR, still selling in the showroom. So you've got to keep that heritage going. But all best of luck with the Civic Type R. We have it booked in, so I'm going to have a play with it very soon. Um, talking of Nissan, uh, you've been playing with the Max Out. Um, what is the Max Out? Max Out, I can't play with it because it's not real. It is an electric roadster concept that they've just unveiled. It is a dramatic Tron-looking thing is the best <laughs> way to describe it. Uh, it's sort of a rehash of an earlier concept back in 2021, but it's a two-seat EV convertible. That's really the story. And I think... Who wants electric car convertibles? I think as we all move to electric cars, we're going to want different body styles. And this is the first time we're seeing a major manufacturer saying, okay, we're going to do a drop top. Does anybody want here want to drive an electric drop top? Well, it was the first Tesla, wasn't it? That first one went into space. Yeah, I'm told, uh, yeah, yeah, the two-seater, two-seater convertible. They didn't sell many of them, though. N- no, but it was the... It was also the first one. Yes, it was first. Yeah, so I think there is a market for it. Uh, why not? Because nothing that... Within the uh, drop top involves really speed or performance in races, but enjoying the drive, enjoying the feeling. So the car's quiet. Or maybe you want a really noisy car, but I think the Max Out will be a cool, different car. The, the styling's really aggressive, but I think why not? It's a great name. Yeah. Max it, Out. But I was just thinking that. I mean, it's an electric car. You know, it's all about saving the planet, etc. Max Isn't Max Out, out a bit not a bit aggressive? <laughs> why not? Is yeah. it, it's not very green, is it? Well, let's make it more interesting. Uh, yeah, I think out. interesting names yeah. need to come back, like Cobra and Python and just snakes. I don't know why I'm saying snakes all the time, but yeah. <laughs> the Nissan Python, the I don't think they're going with that one, no. The Audi Ada. <laughs> oh, I'll drive that, yeah. That good. Uh, right, that's the Nissan Max out and done. Uh, what about the Mazda CX-90? I know that Imtishan has opinions to my right. No, Mazda CX-90? make good cars Mazda I mean, always have uh, their their SUVs have been very popular so or, or soft roaders let's say but uh, yeah, yeah M. Tishan concur uh, CX-90 is the most powerful Mazda ever made 340 horsepower 3.3 litre straight 6 uh, hybrid assist it is an 8 seat SUV from the people that brought you the Mazda 3 and the Mazda 6 so they're going big they're going premium I think it's going to be expensive but Mazda's been pushing off market and I think they've been upgrading the dealers and doing a lot of work to build themselves up to this level so can they get there it's a bit like Honda Honda's been pushing their prices up as well because they don't want to be down there with the Chinese cars and the Korean cars they don't want they want to be selling at a higher price slower volumes I think the CX-90 is a great looking car and they've made Great driving cars. It's the thinking man's or woman's Audi. There you go. There we go. Um, uh, You have also been looking at Audi's latest concept car, uh, Mr. Ebden. It's a luxury coupe. Uh, Yes. Uh, Well, Intersham was looking at this. Oh, was it? Okay, sorry. I believe. Was I? Oh, the one that transforms into a truck. Yes. Yes. That's the the story. (laughs) Oh, they put it in your story. Do you know what? We're talking about that Nissan Max out. Forget about the Nissan Maxa. Great name. I disagree with Tom on this one. However, the Audi is a sort of a soft-roader, pickup truck, surf wagon. Go mad with these electric cars. That's incredible. Build that. You know, that's why do you want to drive like a boring sedan or hatchback or station? Like, drive a surf truck EV car, like the Rivian, which really should come here. But Audi should build this tomorrow. 
And this just shows what happens when the big boys get involved in electric cars. This, I mean, having a skateboard platform on an electric car means you can do almost anything mm. with the same platform. It can look like anything. Yeah, you can do whatever you like. You don't even need to, you know, all the conventional wisdom of, you know, bonnet, boot, you know, cab in a certain place, that's gone because mm. it doesn't need to be there. It was there because it served a purpose. And with electric cars, it doesn't uh, need to serve yeah, a purpose, okay, of course, yeah. which is why we now have frunks. Yeah. You don't need a <laughs> uh, grill in front anymore. Yeah. And actually, look at the flexibility. Those, Nis- those Volkswagen IDs that everybody's driving around town here, etc., which they probably shouldn't be because they haven't been imported properly. Those <laughs> ones have basically been turned into the ID Buzz, which is the van, which is really cool, a really, sort of reimagining of the famous Volkswagen surf van. And I hope that comes here as well because that's two-tone, stunning thing. Yeah. Same platform, same car. Just rebodied. Absolutely. Okay, the Max out I'm not happy with. <laughs> we'll change it to Python. Wise, uh, Python will do. But then uh, I suddenly thought of uh, uh, Mad Max. Now, that's a car I'd get in. Interceptor? The, just mm. call it the Mad Max. You know, yeah. you'd have a bit of that, wouldn't you? I don't know from a mental health perspective you can say the mad anything. Might be a few I copyright think. issues as well. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but the Mad Max car was actually called the V8 Interceptor, which is just a very aggressive <laughs> Yes. And a brilliant name. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant Although name. US police cars have Interceptor written on the side of them. Oh, Some yeah, of them, of yeah, yeah. 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 Don't, if you're just by one of those, things have gone wrong. Yes, exactly. Uh, Noel, um, you have been absent uh, in recent times. We've been told that you have been uh, going all things classic, but renting classic cars. This is something yes. new. Yes. So, um, Days, which is spelt D-E-I-Z, D-E-I-Z, okay. Okay, so they're in Deera in mm. Dubai. And, uh, yeah, they've got a fleet of classics. They've got a uh, Chevy Nova, uh, Corvette, Camaro, uh, a Chevelle, which is the one I borrowed, 1970 Chevelle, with, uh, let me have a quick look, it was 430 horsepower. Okay. And these are all resto mods. This is worth pointing out because, um, as we found out recently, Imtijan and I, it, classic cars can be a bit... Difficult. Moody. Yeah, moody. Yes, exactly. Temperamental. So these are these are resto mods. So they have a modern engine, uh, fuel injection, uh, all these kind of things fitted to them. So you get the fun of a classic car and the feel of a classic car, but hopefully with the reliability of, a, of something more modern. So um, and yeah, you can rent these things. They're about three thousand dirhams a day to rent them. So it's a it's similar to I guess hiring a supercar, a, yeah, isn't supercar it, yeah. rentals and things like this. But you borrow it. Um, they do have limited mileage, but uh, it's fairly good. I think two hundred and fifty kilometres a day. So um, yeah, you can put it around town in a big fire breathing. Do you turn heads? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do I did the school run in it? And uh, yeah, is that the highlight <laughs> of your existence? <laughs> well, it's a good audience. You is that see. your you test get, drive? You get Everyone else has seen me driving everything, so yeah, I'm a next generation thing. So. I mean, I don't go anywhere. I'm not one to talk. I don't go anywhere at all, but at least you go out. But I think, honestly, you get more attention in this classic car than you would in the latest Ferrari. For, sh- for sure. Really? Yeah, yeah 100%. Because it's different. Yeah, Absolutely. And I was at the Grand Picnic last week, which was the motoring event of the year, and I was in a yellow Porsche, the same one I was riding on the Millimilia, and people were stopping taking pictures. It was a 1980s one, but people were looking at that. Nobody's looking at the new Ferraris. Mm. Everybody's looking yeah. at the old stuff. Mm. Yeah, I had people on the highway literally fighting through the traffic really? and then arms out the window with uh, cell phones taking pictures. I mean, it was, yeah, it's a proper experience. So you were a public health safety uh, Absolutely. issue. Absolutely, yes. Or oh, you owed the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called again? 
Days. D E I Z. D E I Z. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them uh, online. I think it's days.ae. And uh, they also rent electric cars as well. Oh, wow. Okay. So they've got, and they've got the, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if GM will be happy about this, but they've got one of the new Hummers that does the crab uh, drive. Oh, wow. That, that is interesting. Yeah. That is an interesting car. Really? Yeah. Can you go yep. off road with it? Oof. Uh, I, I probably they wouldn't yeah, let you. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the answer is probably <laughs> no. But anyway, but very quickly, what are their classic selection like? Because I just want to know. Uh, yeah, all Corvettes. Um, although Brilliant. they do have a Mustang as well. Oh no, they have a Mustang as well. But the showroom is immaculate. Beautiful showroom. Uh, proper setup. Um, yeah, very good. Looking, liking that one. Mm. Uh, we will, of course, post all those links up onto our sites after the show. This is Motor Mania. Uh, my name is Tom Merkett. I've been joined by M. Shannon Knoll. Uh, right here on Dubai I 103.8. We're going to be back with the latest car news in just a few moments' time. This is Motor Mania on Dubai I 103.8. The UAE's number one talk radio station. Indeed it is, and it's the Car News Roundup with Imtishan Gyado and Noel Ebden. Uh, here are some of the top stories that uh, we have collated and spotted this week. We're going to get the thoughts uh, of from the boys uh, on these stories. Uh, can we not panic and queue at petrol stations as soon as a petrol price hike is announced? We have just seen uh, the end of January, the beginning of February, and there's something of a trend, fellas, developing, and that is people queuing at petrol stations on either the 30th or the 31st or maybe even the 27th of a month um, to make sure that they take advantage of what? Marginal price changes? So I worked this out, right? I've got a Land Rover, which is a fairly big tank. The difference, and this was a fairly hefty fuel hike, the difference for me was 20 dirhams. Mm. It's one less coffee. Yeah, I am not going to queue at a petrol station for 20 dirhams. And also, eleven thirty nine. Yeah, and you spend. What people don't seem to understand is you spend money going to the petrol station. <laughs> you are using fuel to go to the petrol station. People, please if stop I drive, queuing. If I drive five hundred meters in my Land Cruiser, that's five dirhams gone. Yeah, so exactly. it doesn't make any sense for me to go to the petrol station. If you are on a very tight budget, I understand people are panicking, etc. But it's all in your mind. It's all of us in your mind. Yep. At the end of the day, the difference is marginal. And if you're that much on the edge, you probably shouldn't be driving. I mean, I'm sorry to say it. I mean, if you do have other concerns to worry about. I've got, you know, I've got sympathy for the GM of DHL at the moment or mm. some of that, or a large haulage company that's got a Good fleet point. of hundreds or yep, something like that. For sure. Because, yeah, it's going to hit affect them, that's for sure. You don't see them queuing for of course not. 24 <laughs> hours to make sure that they fill up Because it's a business expense. With yeah. people, they feel every small thing. But how many things in your discretionary budget do you pay for without thinking which cost 20 dirhams, as Noel said? Think about that for a second. And, and how many of those people sat in the queue at the petrol station and thought, while I'm here, let me grab a coffee, yeah. and went inside <laughs> and spent the 20 dirhams that they were saving? Who's, filling the, who's moving their car while it's filling up while they're having a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Uh, I, 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 I don't understand it. Uh, right, that was then. This is now forget heated seats and gesture controls. A souped-up SUV designed by uh, Resvani Motors over in the US, California to be precise, is armed to the teeth with military-grade specs that you'd hopefully never have to use unless there's an apocalypse of course. I told you the Mad Max vehicle was on the horizon, <laughs> We're back people. again, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't know where to start with this. Um, it could only come from California, couldn't it? And uh, yeah, what is it with weapons grade? This seems to be the new thing, doesn't it? It's if a certain kind of customer, it, that's all I'm going to uh, say. Yeah, exactly. But, who uh, imagines themselves under threat. I think this kind of vehicle, look, it's a grown-up play toy mm. for people who pretend that they're either the real people and by the way there are plenty of cars there are Land Cruisers armoured in the UAE lots of armoured vehicles actually being made for going to places that will be used 
those vehicles have a place mm. and they look just like normal cars because if you're in really in trouble you want a car that's quick and fast and armored and doesn't attract attention it just needs to get out of the situation it's in mm. so for example the americans use escalades and so on and tahoes and those are very strong heavy they are fast but they will push their way out of a situation this thing looks like it's attracting trouble that's what the sound exactly. of it it's a it's a big flag of look at me isn't it so also it's like a toy basically when they had those batman batman little toys like oh look it goes bang that's basically what it sounds yeah, like to exactly. me This uh, yeah I mean I'm looking at some of the features um electrified door handles pepper spray emitting wing mirrors <laughs> that's for your mates when you go out that's just to <laughs> make them laugh blinding strobe lights I've got one there. you're yeah. selling this to me now <laughs> um yeah okay we don't I mean one of the beauties of Dubai the UAE is the safety and security we have uh, in this extraordinary city we don't need that do we Oh, I'll do the Dubai I, police app and help will be there in seconds. Absolutely seconds. I like the pepper spray wing mirrors. That's cool. <laughs> I want those. Uh yeah, just for those people on electric scooters coming exactly. up with pedestrian yeah, crossings. I, I can no, think mate, of, right, you're having one. I can think of many uses. <laughs> uh right, let's also turn our attention to uh um another story that has broken here in the region. Uh in fact, uh, right here in Dubai, Dubai Criminal Court handing down a sentence last week for a crime committed a couple of years ago. Social media influencer in Dubai, naming no names, has been sentenced to 3 months in jail for posing as a car seller and defrauding a buyer. The buyer said that the influencer who has thousands of followers posted on her Snapchat account that she was selling luxury cars that belonged to a leading family in the UAE. The cars were being sold for significantly less than their market value. Beware the fraudsters now. Absolutely. If something is cheaper than it should be, it's probably not real. It's as simple as that. So, but uh, yeah, I didn't see this uh, at the time, so um, don't know a huge. I think there are two it, crimes but, uh, here, right? Yeah, there are two crimes being committed. One is the obviously the defraud, but again. people want to believe somebody that has a large following because they assume that they see on social media what thing are real that's one mistake 100%. the second thing is when you're saying they belongs to a leading family you're misrepresenting somebody that's obviously the case and you're implying that because it's from that family which it obviously wasn't and doesn't exist that it has a certain value and it's been looked after and it has a certain prestige attached to it so those are things that are get you in very hot water and the absolute the verdict was absolutely right and the only thing i would also say is that you know there's a reason for being an influencer on social media is because you're an expert in a certain field or that's exactly what it should be you know if you want advice on cars you follow empty you follow no you follow naz on social media if you want influence if you want you know experience or influence on all things makeup you don't follow this three you follow the beauty and the rest We're of that lot correct we are not makeup influencers <laughs> coming soon to dubai yeah. eye <laughs> so just being an influencer and having a couple of thousand of followers as it's been suggested why on earth did you take car I'll, advice i'll tell you exactly why because there are a lot of accounts that are popping up on instagram and be wary of this especially with classic cars that are dedicated to selling you pay them like 50 to 100 dirhams and they will advertise your car so people have gone into this mindset of buying and selling cars on there and they don't pay too much attention the same principles when you buy or shop for anything should apply when you're buying cars via instagram which people do every day absolutely yeah and also the, look the influencers have become ambulance chasing haven't they yeah. any any subject that pops up oh yeah I'll, i i need coverage i will get onto that mm. rather than sticking in their niche which is what they should do 
Uh, let's get down to Abu Dhabi if we can. Uh, a three-week study led by the Environment Agency in Abu Dhabi will detect and quantify and qualify gas emissions from moving vehicles in real time. Tests going to be conducted across six different locations in the Emirates using laser-based overhead detectors. Uh, Abu Dhabi are turning to technology or enhancing their technology. In fact, they're using advanced NASA technology to monitor vehicle emissions. Are move in the right direction, Imti? Absolutely. I mean, we need to be at the forefront of this. The EV has already shown how interested we are in improving our air quality, and I think this is absolutely the way. Uh, I hope it comes back with good results, but I'm not hopeful because I know how many polluting vehicles and diesels and so on we have out here. But there's work to be done. No, concur? Yeah, look, I mean, it depends what it's being used for, doesn't it? But uh, there's no bad side to this. But if they're monitoring and trying to, you know, capture these uh, these trucks you see sometimes belching out black smoke, then that's all good. That, you know, mm. that can't be can't be a bad thing, can it? Can I provide a quick story from the past? Because the Emirates has always been at the forefront of EV, or as I would say, green technologies. And back in the early 90s, when we switched from leaded to unleaded petrol, they ran a very popular campaign featuring the Hulk, or an actor dressed as Hulk, which I think was the actual actor from the 70s, Hulk, Lou Ferrino. And it was him breaking out of a car. It was very cheesy. It was an amazing advert. I don't know if I can find it on YouTube anymore. But the idea was that they were trying to push this green message. I know, grown. But it really worked <laughs> because brilliant. everybody overnight switched from leaded to unleaded petrol. And, this is where, and the Emirates has always been about getting this message across and making it happen. In amusing ways, even back in the Using day. the Hulk. Yeah, using the Hulk, the actual Hulk. It's an amazing advert. I need to find it. <laughs> uh, let's turn attention to the other stories that are coming up at the moment. Um, it seems like well, it was only a couple of weeks ago that we just had the latest Formula One Etihad Airways Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Tickets for the next one, the 15th anniversary one this year, later on this year, uh, went on sale on Thursday night. Again, I suppose that's just an indication, Noel, of the popularity of the event. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, there's always you can always get tickets up till just before the race. Mm. There's always something available. There's always someone selling their tickets because they've had a change of plan or whatever. But yeah, I mean, if you want seats in a certain grandstand, at a certain you know seating area, then get them now because they they do this the, the I wouldn't say the cheap seats, but the the, the most affordable seats go very very quickly. Mm. Hospitality obviously takes much longer, but the um, yeah, if you want your seats in the grandstand, get them now because they will go. Blame Netflix, eh? Absolutely. I mean, people generation now is a lot younger. When I started going to F1, they were all people my age. Now they're all kids, and I couldn't be happier because it's great for the sport, isn't it? No, they've done a really good job recently of reinvigorating F1 because it it, it had even even up till recently when Lewis was winning everything it had got to a point where people were like ah oh, you know it's a bit boring yeah. again and stuff like that still and, and since since liberty got involved it now it, they've turned it into a, a soap opera which if you if you're a real F1 purist you won't like so much but it's worked mm. i mean young kids now are getting back into F1 which is great because yeah. it, it means the it, you know the futures the drivers future's are younger more yep. engaged everybody's yep. more involved in social you can reach out in some way to these people even if you don't get a response back but you can talk to them you couldn't talk to Ali and Prost back in the day absolutely mm. yeah uh, no, as you say, the soap opera continues, latest chapter, a uh, little bit of a fallout between F1 and FIA, but we won't go into that one yes. just now. Uh, we will leave that one. <laughs> we'll skirt that one. Yes. Should we skirt around yes. the corner yes. of that yeah. one? Let's just uh, take a wide berth on that one for the moment. Uh, we will, though, turn our attention to some of the other big talkers of the day. We want to talk insurance, and in fact, uh, we've got a leader uh, from the world of car insurance waiting patiently in the uh, um, uh, in the uh, the green room as we speak at the moment, Expat Motors, MD. 
MD. Uh, Sonny Baines is here with us. Uh, we're going to be talking about car damage as a result of the recent rains with Sonny. So stay tuned for that one coming your way shortly. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is Motor Mania on Dubai I 103.8. Here's Motomania live on a Saturday morning, live on Dubai I-103.8. Loads of questions coming in, left, right and centre. Uh, I've got Imtishan and uh, Noel with me. We're going to be joined by Sunny in a few minutes' time. But a um, quick one that we haven't got a chance to get to, but uh, we will uh, for the purposes of Matthew, who's listening impatiently at the moment. Matthew sent us a question um, uh, during the week with regards to the Honda Pilot 2023. Empty. I actually have an answer for you. The uh, Honda Pilot is coming in the third quarter of this year. Okay. It is the 2023 is coming, and they haven't told me anything yet. Details was, but they are. It is confirmed. Honda Pilot uh, coming this way. Anything to add or to that? No. No. <laughs> it's never really floated my boat. I to be could. honest. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go to town on Honda? No, they're one? great. I've driven Honda Pilots. I would say that. <laughs> I mean, it's not the most exciting car in the world, but you know, it's a solid, sensible family car. If you have a big family, yeah, why not? They've actually made it a little bit more off-roady, a little less minivan-y. I'm using a lot of e words, but yeah, they try to butch it up a bit, and I think it's worked. So, the old car is a very solid, reliable vehicle. It's not going to excite you, but it will do the job for decades. There you go. This time last week, we were, um, were testing out uh, windscreen wipers in our cars uh, and other bits of the cars you don't use that often. We were driving in the rain and some areas of Dubai were underwater. Tankers were deployed to suck out the standing water. Many cars had to drive through the floods. Big horror, big horror. How did they cope? Uh, we're joined by Sonny Baines. I might have bigged up his insurance background just a bit a few minutes ago, but he's become much more of an insurance expert in the last fortnight because of a number of the issues caused by the rain. Uh, Sonny, as though his day job, is the managing director of Expat Motors, who's seen their fair share of flood-damaged cars going in for repairs at the moment. How are you doing, Sonny? I'm really good. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having me on. That was, pretty, that, was, that was rain, though, wasn't it? That was proper rain. It was um, not not perhaps as bad as I'd seen in previous years, but it was a, it was definitely a, a wet one. Yeah, say. it's yeah. interesting you say that not not that we've seen in previous years. I was thinking the same. It was the heaviest rain I've seen for quite some time, but we didn't have those sort of apocalyptic images, did we? Of Jebel Ali village underwater and things like that. That's it. I remember I must have been 2017 around that time when the junction of Um Sakim at Morley Emirates was a was literally two meters That's deep right. yeah, in I water. Yeah. And um, you know, people gathered to get out and push their cars, and it was it was a scary time actually for but some. This rain went on for a long time. That's true. Yeah, it didn't normally we get a day and then it stops. Yeah. And this was like day, day, you know, after day after day. And that's yeah, it stuck you know, around, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe they have uh, or maybe we are in the process of sorting out the drainage systems at the moment obviously a lot of work's gone into that with the storm drains stretch that are being uh, cre- created here at great cost uh, well good to have sunny here all well at expat motors really good yeah we're strength to strength and growing the team and good start of the year really good yeah definitely yeah really happy so um floods i mean it's one of those things that you don't you don't really think about the floods do you, when you're buying a car here as well but Given the fact that it's become more regular, given the fact that we are seeing more and more rain here as a result of A, climate change, and B, uh, cloud seeding as well, what's your advice to people when it comes to driving in the rain? I would say probably drive with caution. So uh, take you back a few years when I was a young, inexperienced driver. And like a lot of uh, people that live here that perhaps sometimes have not even seen rain or even driven in any water whatsoever, 
Um, and I, I foolishly drove through a deep, raging Ford at two o'clock in the morning. And not it's a, a great deep story, raging Ford, it? was yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a big mistake. Um, West Midlands Fire Service were kind enough to drag me out of there, and I'm still. Um, I think I'm still scarred, scarred by <laughs> by the by what happened, and I and I still remember to this day when the, the recovery took the car back to my house, and the car was then being angled to be dropped down, and just gallons of water, no and way. me standing no. there with my hands on my head, wondering what what I was thinking. <laughs> well, thankfully, we got two automotive experts alongside us, so see them as your agony uncles for today. All right, what did what did Sunny do wrong? Well, he went through water for a start. I mean, yeah, it's probably the main thing. I mean, you know, you, you have to... I mean, I've driven... A, I've done a lot of um, stuff with Land Rover in the past where we've had water up over the bonnets of the cars at their test facility and things like that. So it can be done. you just got to, A, do it carefully and do it right. Mm. So, yeah. Anything you could add? Any advice, uh, Sensei? Keep a bow wave. Um, it's, it's hard to say if you should go slowly or quickly. Uh, water is one of the things you have to be very careful. If you can avoid it, avoid it. As simple as I see people splashing around and damaging cars because think it'll be hilarious. Even if you've got a four by four, water can still get into the engines, even if it's mm. you know a so, pretty big 100%. lifted car. So Sunny, some people, you know, I mean, a lot of people were forced to get through floods to get from A to B to get out of their houses in the last couple of days. Um, some people did it successfully; others didn't do it that successfully as well. W- what about the car itself, though? Do you think the car should be checked if you've been through the floods? Definitely should. Um... It's not, it's not, and also it's not just checking the car once we've had rain. It's, it's periodic checking of the vehicles to make sure that the drain plugs are, are doing their job properly. So the way that car manufacturers design the vehicle, you know, cars can be effectively rained on as, as much as they need to be. But also the way that the vehicles are designed, the, the water needs to run off the vehicle correctly. Um, and, and I don't think a lot of drivers understand that when, when they go in for mechanical checks or you know serve general maintenance and servicing it needs to be a little bit more detailed just to make sure that drain plugs are working just as as one example so where would they be bottom of the doors for example and uh it can range kind of and there's yeah. lot there's actually lots of different ones um and i was we we're just talking about one instance earlier for me personally mm. where the drainage was was actually at the sunroof at the top of the vehicle um and that had corroded and broken and and water wasn't actually being funneled away in the place that it should so one of the tips I would say is when you go for your routine servicing, make sure that they're checking all of these elements as well to make sure that you don't get in any bother later down the line. Perfect. Um, we talk GCC specs about cars here in the region as well. Um, the, the withstanding of water, is that a GCC spec? Withstanding in water in terms of? The raids, I suppose, as well. Uh, potential flood damage, etc. I mean, a lot of people will get into their SUVs because everyone seems to have one here and think, ah, water, whatever. But is, that, is, is there the same sort of flood prevention tech in an SUV here as there would be in the Midlands? So SUVs on the whole are not invincible to deep water, which right. a, lot, a lot of people think they are. Um, and one thing I wanted to talk about was, was wading depths. And normally you'll only hear this type of thing when we're talking about sort of hard, more hardcore SUVs like Land Rovers. So, for example, these, these cars can be designed with a, a maximum wading depth of you know, 900 millimetres, so almost, almost a metre. And they, they could probably sometimes manage a little bit more. But overall, that's a manufacturer's recommendation. So two things to consider is... Your vehicle isn't necessarily invincible because it's an SUV. Um, but we were just talking about American cars. Mm. 
Um, flood damage vehicles that have that have had flood damage in other countries and then brought here. It's one thing that people really need to consider that those cars can be damaged by flood waters, dried out, repaired, bought over here. Um, but there's some there's some pretty sneaky, nasty surprises lurking with electrics that can come about much later down the line. So Are you saying electricity and water don't mix? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and corrosion will just spread and you can't see it happening. Mechanics can't necessarily identify it at the time as well. So really important to stay away from imported flood damage vehicles. So it's a straight question. Can, if a car has been underwater, so we all saw in Florida supercars floating down the road, all these horrible images of people's pride and joys going, going off and being written off. Can that car be saved or is it junk? Such a normal question. There's two, there's two <laughs> types of, of there's water. There's an angle to this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, f- flood water um, from fresh water or rainwater, essentially, and, and salt water from the sea are two completely different mm. kettles of fish. Um, salty water that corrodes vehicles is a real nasty one, and that can cause far more damage than a vehicle that was driven through some local flood waters that can be dried out and, and repaired. So there's right. a big difference there. And it's, it's it's water sitting in electric like junction boxes and in the wires and uh, etc. That's, That's it. ECUs. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of people realise that there's almost up to fifteen hundred to two thousand wiring um, wires on on vehicles nowadays, mm. as opposed to one hundred and fifty wires back in nineteen fifty. Um, so these wiring looms can run for you know thousands of metres within the vehicle itself, and identifying problems once problems arise from corrosion. It, you'll be just be something that a mechanic would be chasing for months and months, causing all sorts of havoc. And it's not something that I would I would wouldn't recommend for anyone to get involved in at all. So is the answer obviously to drive a 1950s Morris Marina converted to four wheel drive, lifted on 35 inch tires? Is that what you're saying? With four, with four wires. Yeah, <laughs> that's the answer. What I'm hearing here. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, out of time on this occasion, but Sunny, final bit of advice for people out there that might be suffering from a little bit of damage they picked up from the floods uh, last year. Those that might be concerned about forthcoming rains that might be forecast in the coming months as well. What's what's the best course of action? Um, get your vehicle checked if you're worried about any damage that was caused from the last flood. Um, also, when you're going for your maintenance, double check these things I mentioned about drainage. And, and just keep your car maintained and don't have moments of madness. Don't be foolish. Don't rush. Take your time. And if the water looks too deep, just don't drive through it and you won't regret it. Good advice as always. Uh, Sonny, great to have you here in studio with us. Lovely to catch up with you. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, my friend, and the rest of the team at Expat Motors. Yep, you can give us a call on 800 Expat. Uh, we're located just off Shakeside Road. Um, all the vehicles are thoroughly inspected always a safe purchase from expat motors great british team of sales guys and we're happy to look after anybody that wants to come along great to see you uh, looking in good nick as well at the moment sunny as well good to have you on board as always uh, Noel, great lovely to have you back as well uh, we are going to be handing over to mr damien reed asking where he's been and hearing from andrea amico in a few moments time so thanks very much indeed to you no for problem. joining us if people want to get in hold of uh, Noel ebden what do they do Noel ebden on instagram great stuff easy thanks for that and imtishan uh, three places, Imtishan on Instagram, Motoring Middle East and the Millimedia Experience UAE. Love it. Thanks so much indeed. And, and gentlemen, thank you uh, for looking after me after the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's, great, it's been great uh, sharing the airways with you. But uh, Damien Reed will be back. He's been down in Australia. What's he been doing in Australia? Finally getting his alpha running. 
Okay. Do Finally. We, do we know? It wasn't flood damaged. It was just old. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, Damien or the car? Both, to okay. some extent. The well, shorts. Do obvious. we know if it's been a success or not? Yes, it's registered. It's registered. It's on the road. Yeah. It's driving for the first time in 23 years. It's yeah. really got the spanners out this time. Yeah, well done, Damien. So he's exactly. obviously going to be shipping it here to the UAE. Yeah? No chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been chasing him for years on that, but he's never going to do it. So, yeah. Uh, fix it. Or flip it. Yeah, so those that might be new to the concept, new to the show, um, where have you been, basically? Um, This is how we kick things off for the first hour. We're asking you to tell us about your car, and then basically we're going to tell you what to do with it, or rather give you some a cultured advice of what to do with it. How does it work? It couldn't be easier. We need your details about your car. So could you send us the make, the model, the year, the colour, and the mileage and any other info that you can squeeze into a text message. You can send all those along with your name, please, to... uh, You can text them now to 4001. That's text to 4001. You can download the ARM Play app. uh, That allows you to send your info over in real time as well. So come on, get them in to us now as we give you the advice on whether to... Fix it. Or flip it. Ain't me that's going to do that because we've got the master in the house. Uh, he is an automotive entrepreneur, an expert car valuation. Well, expert. He's a double expert, therefore. Naz Chowdhury joining us live here in the studio as he does each and every fortnight. How's it, Naz? Yeah, good to be back. Thank you for having me. All good? Yeah, just uh, interesting to hear the thoughts from Sonny on the floods. I, I saw some cars literally half underwater. No way. Like it was really, really bad in the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all cleared up now, hasn't it? So <laughs> It has, yeah. Dramatic weather yeah. last week, uh, which wreaked havoc uh, on businesses, on uh, homes, on cars, as we're hearing. And of course, uh, events and big events also yeah. falling foul of that one as well. But you, you, you escaped dry, did you? I pulled out a big 4x4 Raptor and I was just there splashing through every single puddle I could Are you find. with that it bloke splashing me, fun. were you? No, I wasn't splashing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great fun, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, uh, we will get onto that one a little later on in uh, due course. But it's been a good week for you, business-wise, personally, and everything? Yeah, it's been fantastic, really. I mean, the market's just up and up, really, isn't it? So there's a lot going on. Schools are back. Dubai seems to be back in full throttle yet again. Uh, no sign of any slowdown or letdown. Uh, really exciting the car world as well, um, as we'll talk about shortly. There's a lot of new cars being released in 2023, a lot of changes. So some really exciting stuff. And, and manufacturers are actually getting hold of cars now. So you can actually walk into a dealership and buy a car. Sounds funny, but that wasn't possible like last year, right, with the chip shortage. <laughs> Mate, I was, talking to a, I was talking to a friend of mine only last night. Old friend, uh, Nick, if you're listening, morning to you, fella. Um, and he picked up his new car this week. Um, and it was a nice story. He went into, um, who does uh, Land Cruiser? Alpha Tame, is it? Alpha Tame. Yeah. Yeah. Went into Alpha Tame last week, had a little look around. He wasn't expecting much, etc. And he said, I quite fancy that one over there, please. Uh, big Land Cruiser, yeah, yeah. Uh, black. Um, uh, he got it pimped a little bit as nice. well. Uh, so a little bit of a tint on the on the windows. <laughs> he got some black uh, tyres put on it as well, and things like that. <laughs> yeah. But he said, what was nice about it was a, he went in, there was obviously just one left, okay? Yeah, you know, yeah. that's the there last always one is with the salesman, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the last one, mate. That's the last one. Uh, zero on the clock, obviously. So yeah. bought it from you out of the showroom. Um, had to go back the following week to obviously finalise all the process. But yeah. he said the process yeah. could not have been simpler. Yeah, and this is compared to previous times when he's bought cars here. He said the process is so streamlined now. Yeah, of course. I mean, the dealerships now, they have tie-ups with 
RTA, insurance companies, even finance houses. Mm. So at the comfort of any dealership, really, you, they, everything is done in-house, like the finance, the warranties, the insurance, the window tints, like you said. Uh, so it really is a one-stop shop. And I've actually seen people drive away in the same day as well, which yeah. is great. They said the nicest thing about it was, so he was just filling out the forms, did his forms, bits and pieces. Then he went, uh, OK, give us the keys. I'll go, I'll go. Is it part around the back? They said, oh, no, 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 no. Of course not. No, 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 no. <laughs> And he had to go out and there was like a big unveiling. He said there was about four or five people there and they're pulling the the blankets off. And then there was a walk through. It took through about an hour, etc. Lots of clapping. Uh, all sorts well, going on. How, how satisfying is that, though? You know, you get your new mobile phone and you peel away the new sticky stuff. <laughs> Imagine doing that on a full-on car. It'll take you a good hour of just pure satisfaction. <laughs> Peeling the steering wheel off, the instrument cluster bits, the bits off the side mirrors. In fact, I think that's uh, worth 100 grand on its own, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into uh, fixing it and flipping it. Uh, let's put Naz uh, to work now because we're asking you... Uh, to send us your details. Text please to 4001. WhatsApp's to 04871 That's also the number you can call us on, and that's exactly what Santosh has done. Morning, Santosh. Hi, good morning. Nice to hear from you on a Saturday morning. Hope you are well. So tell us, Santosh, what have you got? Yeah. Uh, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Naz. Morning. Uh, look, I must admit I'm a fan of your show uh, because the show helped me buy my first car. It's nice. a Prado VXR two uh, months back. Nice. Uh, Now, my question is in relation to my second car, uh, which is a GX460 Lexus. And it's uh, it's a 2017 model. It's done roughly 45,000 kilometers only. Now, I'm I'm thinking in terms of flipping the car and buying something else. So, just wanted an estimate of uh, how much the car might go for in the market. Okay, sure. I mean, first of all, that's an absolutely great car, and I don't see it depreciating anytime soon. They're really, really, really in demand. May I ask what trim level is? Is it is it the Platinum, or do you know what specs? This is the Platinum, the high level. A Platinum high level. So you see them advertised for around, well, there's not many with that kind of mileage, to be honest, so you do have the mileage on your side. I'd say in terms of price today, 150, 155,000 dirhams, somewhere there, even 160, really. Okay, 160 sounds good. Have you had it a while? Uh, in fact, I bought it about six months back from somebody who was trying, who, who wanted to leave the country in a hurry. So um, it sounds like you bought it for less than that. <laughs> yeah, I bought it for 140000 Yeah, exactly. So you've done well out of it. Six months free motoring and uh, you can make a pretty penny on it as well. Sure, that's, that's great to hear. Good on you, Santosh. Thank you very much indeed for your call. Let's get on to the next of those. This one's come through from Oliver, who has uh, WhatsApped us on 04871 He says, Naz, I've got a 2012 Silver Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited, 3.6 litre V6. Black leather interior, full service history, 166,000 on the clock. How much? Uh, great car in terms of pricing. I'd say around twenty-five to thirty thousand dirhams, somewhere there. Ollie, hope that one helps keep them uh, coming uh, through to us. You can text us, as I said, on four zero zero one if that's easier for you. Here comes Sachin. Uh, Sachin dives in to the mix. He has texted me on four zero zero one this morning, asking, "Hey guys, got a Jaguar XJ twenty thirteen, hundred and ten k on the clock. However," 
There is a but, a big but here with me, Jack. Uh, repeat, <laughs> repeated suspension issues, engine oil leak. I love, love, love the car. He loves the car a lot by the looks of things. Mm. Uh, but is it time to, dare I say, let it go? What will I get for it, please? Uh, he's got some more details on that one for us. Two-litre engine, base model, uh, one major accident on record, hit from the back, interiors and paint all absolutely flying. It's blue. It's the car of choice for British Prime Ministers. I'm not sure, now if that's a good thing or a bad thing at the moment. <laughs> I think that's... Uh, we'll, 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 I'll reserve. Not, um, in, in terms of they the car... They don't get to use them for that long, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, in terms of the car itself, Sachin, I agree. It's, it's a great car and it's actually fantastic, fantastic value. I mean, where else are you going to get the luxury of a British Prime Minister for, wait for it, 25, 30,000 dirhams in today's market. I mean, these things are incredible, wow. incredible value for money. Um, in terms of advice to you, Sachin, since you like the car so much, but this is not the one for you because it's obviously had the accident and the engine oil leak and, it's, and the suspension issues, which could cost 20, 30, 40,000 to put right. What I would do is I would sell this car, flip it, right? Put an extra 20,000 towards out of your pocket and just buy a newer model with less mileage and a bigger engine. Say if you're having to fix the one you've already got, you can get, you know, sell this for 30,000, you can buy a 2015 with less mileage, a bigger engine, no issues really, for 50, 60,000. So instead of piling 20, 30,000 fixing this car, sell it, buy a new one, but the XJ as well, of course. Look at that, Sachin. Or use the money and buy yourself a British Prime Minister. Yeah. Probably can for that sort of money these days. <laughs> Cheeky. Uh, right, let's get on to others. Who have we got now? Um, OK, let's talk all things Prado. Let's go to the lines and say, Morning, Ashish. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm well, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. We're easing into the weekend on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, tell us about your Prado. I have a 2018 Prado. I bought it as a VXR 4 liter and I bought it from Alpha Tem. You know, when they had this key where you can buy almost like a used car from them in 2018, uh, it had done 14,000 when I bought it. Uh, right now, it is at 93,800. So uh, it's almost 35 years now, and I do a, a daily commute to Abu Dhabi. So I want to know uh, should I keep it, flip it, uh, what should I do? Uh, otherwise, there is no, uh, you know, with the car other than that it's touching five years right um let's get over to naz get some details on this thanks for calling in ashish um first of all i'd definitely recommend you to keep it simple reason is it's literally hit the bottom of the depreciation curve so as we always say on the show you know it takes three to five years for the bulk of the depreciation to happen which in your case it has right so holding on to this car another year or two it's probably going to depreciate another five, ten thousand dirhams a year, if that, over the next two, three years. So you've really hit the spot where you're not going to lose anything by holding on to it. Yes, you're going to Abu Dhabi, and yes, you're putting the mileage on the car, but these things are incredible. They're invincible. As long as you're servicing them right, they just keep on going. In fact, I had a friend who was on Desert Safari, uh, which has a similar engine, the four liter, you know, the, 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 the doom bashing stuff that everyone does when they come to Dubai. That Land Cruiser had 500,000 kilometers on it, and the guy said that was all done in the desert, just going bang, 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 bang. And he said he's never had a problem with the car. Can you believe it? Oh, wow. So you're not going to have issues with the car. <laughs> it's not going to depreciate. I'd definitely hold on to it. All right, all Ashish. Right. Uh, hope that one helps. Fix it.
or flip it. Yeah, flip it, flog it, whatever you want to call it. That's what we're all about today. Uh, we're asking you to tell us about your car. Um, we'll tell you how much it's basically worth. Is it a belter or a banger? Uh, how does it work? Easy. We need your car details. We need you make, your model, your year, your colour, your mileage. We need you to text that to 4001. You can uh, WhatsApp it to 04871 uh, We are, of course, joined as we are each and every uh, fortnight by Naz Chowdhury, who joins us live here in the studio. Uh, Naz, as, does, as much as we tried... Uh, to come across as friendly and accommodating. Rosario wasn't having a bar of it. Mm. He said, nah, not doing it. Not talking to those <laughs> two, that's for sure. But he would like some help nonetheless. So Rosario, I hope you're still listening out there. Rosario's got a BMW X5 2013 model. Uh, 5.0i, low mileage, 80k, white colour. Uh Rosario, I'm going to give you a short answer. <laughs> I'm joking. It's around 60, 65,000 domes or something like that. Okay. I would have given you more if you stayed on the line. Ah, see? Yeah, exactly. See, you've just cost One yourself five grand, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Saved yourself on the consultancy fee as well. Right, let's get to the line, shall we? Uh, let's talk to... Let's go to Alex, if we can. Morning, Alex. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Lovely to morning. hear from you on this Saturday morning. Hope you're having a lovely weekend. You've got a, a Range Rover. Exactly. So I own a, a Range Rover Sport 2016 model. Mileage uh, 107k. Um, it's a it's a great car. I love it. Um, but it's it's seven years now. So I was thinking to maybe uh, swap it for a younger model, or even also looking at a, um, a Toyota Land Cruiser Prado as an alternative replacement. So I would love to hear your opinion. Should I keep it? Should I swap it? Should I change it? What's what's your thought? Uh, Thank you for inquiring. Look, I think the it's it's easy to look at all these other cars like Toyotas and things like that. But honestly, the Range Rover is the king of like 4x4 in terms of being, you know, premium, luxury and things like that. And I think, you know, jumping back into a Toyota after years in a, land, in, in a Range Rover is going to be quite <laughs> disappointing. So that's something you shouldn't underestimate. Um, now in terms of like fixing it or flipping it i mean there's still got plenty of life in it don't get me wrong but coming up to 10 years old you are going to start seeing common problems like air suspension failure uh, bushes suspension noises oil leaks and things like that now the actual shape of this range rover didn't change until pretty much 2020 there is a facelift around 2018 where you get you know digital dashboard led lights in the back and things like that if you were to upgrade and you had that kind of budget, you'd want to go for at least the facelift, which is 2018 and above. Because there's nothing worse than selling this car, buying it 2016 or 17, and it's exactly the same on the... Uh, sorry, yours is a 16, yeah. You, so you need to go for the 18 yeah. and above if you want to feel the difference, right? You have the digital dashboard and things like that. But Alex, yeah. you, you've got a premium European SUV going into something Japanese now. You will not be happy. <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you very much. No, I was just, you know, I'm a bit scared of, like, repairs. That's, that's yeah, all, you know, yeah. and, you know, but the car is getting older. It's totally fine. I'm super happy with it. Uh, no issues. I mean, uh, just, you know, want to avoid the high costs of, you know, someday it might happen. So that, that's my only, you know, thought behind it. Yeah, get down to one of these independent workshops in Alcuz. I think for four, three, four, five, six thousand dirhams a year, you can get an aftermarket warranty. Just look at the terms and conditions, get a good warranty on it. Yes, it's a okay. it's an annual outlay, but at least it gives you that peace of mind for the next two to three years, doesn't it? Okay, perfect. No, thanks a lot for your advice. Good on you, no Alex. Problem. Thanks Absolute so much pleasure. indeed for that one. Uh, yeah, I think we're all getting 
Uh, well, in need a bit of a worker the older we get these days, that's for sure. Um, I could do with an MOT, that's for sure. Uh, let's go to the line number one where we can say uh, morning uh, to David. Morning, David. Good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Well, Tell thank us about you. your Audi. Uh, good, yeah. It's a, uh, actually, I just bought it. So uh, it was one owner uh, imported from Germany, uh, one owner uh, right through from 2013 model. Um, I bought it, replaced the front shocks because it had some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's air, obviously air suspension. Yeah, it's a long wheelbase, um, white, immaculate condition, only eighty thousand kilometres. Uh, wasn't really overly used by the the previous owner. I bought it for my wife. Kids love it. It's like a first class uh, air, air seat in the back, uh, but it's a bit long uh, for the wife, and she prepare, uh, prefers the. Uh, higher seating uh, in a SUV because we have mm. other cars or SUVs. So, um, looking at maybe moving it on quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame because it's just so much value for money, isn't it, David? You get so much for literally what you're buying. Uh, unfortunately, being oh, awesome. yeah, unfortunately being the V6 3 liter is the less desirable model. And if it is in fact an import from Germany, is in it's not a locally sold car from Nabuda, but it was actually imported with German specification. That has a detrimental impact on the price as well, as much as 20%. How long have you had the car for? I, I had it for about five, 600 kilometers. That's it. No, oh, uh, that's it. It's just a, Look, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful car. I mean, it's, uh, I love it, actually. I, I was driving a... We had Porsches and Volkswagen SUVs, but uh, uh, this is really nice. But I bought it really for the wife, and it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's a shame. the hot. The higher seating. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, look, if you do find the right buyer like me or you who appreciates these cars and like the build that you're getting for that kind of money, and most importantly, you can back up the service history because 80,000 kilometers is, is really like low for, for, uh, for such a car. But again, it doesn't yeah, mean anything service. if there's no service history. There is service history. Yeah, it's yeah, in, in, in Dubai with uh, Nabuda, it's no, fully okay. service from, from Nabuda. Well, in that case, I'd say around fifty-five to 60,000 dollars, really. I think you should get that back quite quickly. It's just about finding the right buyer, like I said, like me or you who appreciate such a car. And the service history definitely is a huge add-on for that. I'm thinking of keeping it myself. Yeah. <laughs> give me your Porsche. Give me your Porsche. We'll talk offline. Keep the Audi. <laughs> Good on you, David. Hold on to the Thanks keys. So just park it around the corner. <laughs> She'll never know. It's fine. Exactly. Thanks so much. Yeah, appreciate that one. Thank you very much, David. Uh, Right, that was David and his Audi. Uh, He's fallen in love with his Audi already, has David. (laughs) Uh, What about Abby? Abhishek is getting in touch with us as well. In fact, joins us on line number two. Morning, Abhishek. Hi, morning, Tom. Thank you for taking my call. No, thank you for getting in touch with us as well. We want to find out more about your Volvo. Yes, I uh, love, love this beauty. Uh, Volvo 2018 R-Design T5, uh, done 92,808 now, and uh, agency serviced always. Just wanted to know what it does. Are, are you thinking of selling it, or just uh, is it more curiosity? <laughs> uh, it, it, is, it is curiosity. I was in the market, so, you know, my secret's on the air. I was in the market three months ago. I didn't message you, but my time ran out. Okay. <laughs> I'm coming again. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good news is that it's it's a very, very, very desirable car. Although it's a very niche market, and there's, you, you never really see that many advertised for sale. Uh, but, but they are very, very good cars, and there's you know a subset of you know Western Europeans that like swear by Volvos, especially with you know the roads over here and the conditions, and people look at safety first. And Volvo, of course, have you know a record and world class for safety. Now, in, in terms of price, you know, finding the right buyer. 
being the R design, which is the top spec, I'd say around 120, 125, 115,000 dirhams. You just have to wait for the right buyer, but somebody's definitely out there for your car, Bishak. Fix it or flip it. Fix it or flip it is the story of the day, and we're asking you for your thoughts on your cars. Right, let's get to them now, shall we? Uh, let's go over to line number two. Naz is with me here in studio. Uh, he's not on line two. Chris is on line two. Chris, morning to you. Morning, guys. Good to have you with us. You've got a Ford Explorer, I understand. Yes, I do. It's seven years old. Um, starting to just look a little bit tired. Don't know whether to cash in now um, and get something new. I'm not sure what, but yeah, it'd be great to have your opinion. Let's get over to Naz. Naz, got enough details there? Definitely. Uh, Ford Explorer is a great car, and uh, honestly, Chris, they're, they're fairly reliable, so I don't see much going... I know you said you're worried about repairs, uh, but these things yeah. do go on forever, and I don't see much going wrong with it as long as you maintain the servicing and things like that. What kind of budget are you thinking of if you were to uh, upgrade? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I really like the new... Uh, I mean, what I do in that... Yeah, the- what I'd do in that case, Chris, is your car in today's money is probably worth around mm, 50, 55, 45, somewhere there. If you go to one of the dealerships yeah. that has a 2018, 19 Ford Explorer and they're great, they're, they're just so good in terms of the options and the trim and spec that they've got. You can give them your car, drive away in a new one, get the rest on finance. It'll work out, what, a grand, 1,500 dollars a month, you won't even feel it. But literally, you can drive away with a much newer model for relatively low cost. That's what I'd do. Okay, amazing. So, like, Altire or one of the... Or even uh, one of the independent, even one of the independent dealerships, you know, just, just have a look on one of the classifieds, look for a dealership that's got 2018-19 uh, Ford Explorer, and don't forget, they are keen to sell the new car, so what they're going to do by default is try and lowball your new car and say, oh, it's only worth 25, yeah. 30,000. And that's where you say, no, thank you. I want 45, 50 for my car, then I'll buy yours for 90, Get the paperwork ready and just sit there with a stern poker face, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, Chris. Somebody will cave. I hope that one helps. Big thanks to Chris uh, and all the best with that poker face. Talking of poker faces, uh, (laughs) Jude uh, might be looking to employ a bit of poker face uh, this afternoon. I'm liking this one. He's literally en route, joining us live on the way down to the garage. Is that right, Jude? Yes. Good morning, guys. Morning. Morning. Where are you going? Uh, well, I'm on my way to Albacaz right now. I have an appointment at 11 a.m. And then I have another appointment at 1 a.m. at Dubizil in Alcuz. And another one at 3 o'clock in Imbin Batuta. <laughs> and what and are you that- trying to sell? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm trying to sell my Ford Fusion. It's a 2014 uh, model. It's run about 175,000 kilometers. So it's tired right now. Uh, I'm basically tired of it, to be honest. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I thought, uh, uh, you know, it was just a coincidence. I turned on the radio and your show was on. Yeah. I said, let's <laughs> do a call and, you know, get some expert opinion on how much should I bargain and get for it. The thing is, Jude, if any of the people that you're going to see today just heard you right now, I think they're going to offer you a whole lot less, right? <laughs> let's hope they're not listening. Well, then again, look, it is a Saturday. I, I'm very well, you know, I, I know the guys who you're going to see very, very well. And uh, yeah. I'm going to tell you one thing. You know, it's going to be a very long day for you. You're going to be sat around for quite a while. So just yeah. get your coffees in and you know, manage your own patience. I mean, <laughs> I, I'd be very surprised if any of the companies that you mentioned would offer you more than 12,000 dirhams for the car, maybe even true, 10. True. Um, yeah, yeah. 
maybe even less, to be honest. They'd start with seven or eight, especially the, um, well, let's not mention names. <laughs> uh, however, yeah. if, if, if you've got a little bit more patience and you just want to take a quick picture of it on your phone and upload it onto something like, I don't know, Facebook Marketplace, put it for 17,000, 18,000, the phone will go crazy for a few hours, but I'm pretty sure you get an extra four or 5,000 dirhams in your pocket. Awesome. That's really good advice. Thank you so much. All good the best you, and good luck with uh, your expedition today. Yeah. <laughs> got, you've got two options there, Jude. Either take uh, Nazar's advice, go home and enjoy your Saturday, just wake up onto the <laughs> internet, or go down to those uh, particular meetings that you've got set up and say, I'm not taking anything less than 12. Why? Because Naz said. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Help, that helps a little bit. Right, let's go over to uh, line number four where we catch up with Mark, who's joining us on a Saturday morning. Morning, Mark. Morning, how are you, gents? We are morning. good, my friend. You have got an Escalade, is that right? Yeah, it's a 2018 Escalade. Um, it's not the top trim, it's the premium one. I think the, the highest is platinum, if I'm not mistaken. It has uh, 110,000 kilometers on the clock. Um, full service history, no accident. And I'm generally just worried about these things kind of going wrong as they age. Mm. Um, so my question is, do I do I trade in at this point? What would the car be worth? Um, or if you have any, any other advice? Well, you, you're asking us whether you should fix it or flip it, yeah? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> in a roundabout kind of way. Uh, thank you for the call, Mark. You know, every time I see these things, I just remember these like American movies where the CIA just come with 10 of them. They all, they're always in black, aren't they, these uh, mm. Cadillac Escalades? They are. Uh, they are. Now, honestly, I wouldn't have anything to worry about. The car is just coming on to five years old. 100,000 kilometers is nothing on an engine like that. And it's also got the full service history. So, you know, it's been maintained by, well by El Gandhi. I honestly don't think that's going to cause you any issues over the coming years. You know, maybe an AC gas top up, brakes, a couple of tires, things like that. But nothing that's going to break the bank. So my advice would be if you're happy with the car, then keep hold of it. Because as we say, you know, a car three to five years old has hit the maximum depreciation curve. So even if you hold on to it now, you're not going to lose more than, what, 10 to 5, 10% a year. Now, the million-dollar question in terms of pricing, Mark, what's it worth in today's market? If you asked me about 12 months ago, I would have said around 130, 135. Now, back to 175, 180. You know, there's a very strong demand for, you know, big luxury sedans, you know, seven-seaters, uh, sorry, big luxury SUVs, seven-seaters and things like that. So it's very, very desirable. Brilliant. Appreciate the help, gents. I'll uh, probably, probably keep it around for what up, Mark? Bless you. Thanks so much for taking time out of your Saturday morning to give us a call. That's how it works right here on Motor Mania as we give you advice on whether to fix it or flip it. Job done there for Mark and his Escalade. Bridget uh, is out on the road, can't talk, but has sent this text message. Uh, 2008 Volvo XC90, 155k on the clock. Bought it four years ago for 15k. Fix it or flip it. Oh, did I mention there's no AC in it? Ooh, <laughs> I would honestly flip it. Look, they're great cars, but once they reach that age, with that kind of mileage, the maintenance cost could be ridiculous. I mean, just to put, put a number on this, car's worth 15000 today. If you drive down to the dealership, the, 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 the main franchise dealership for this car, and say, fix the AC and whatever else you want to fix, um, that's going to come to more than the value of the car quite quickly. So that's something you want to get out of and upgrade to the newer model.
Okay, I hope that one helps uh, Bridget. And let's now... But if you are selling it, sell it now, Bridget, because then you can get away with people not turning the AC exactly. on. Exactly. And one or two more days, <laughs> it just got hot yesterday, didn't it? Uh, let's go to Arjun, who's joining us live on <laughs> number two. Morning, Arjun. Good morning. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good, mate. Uh, you're out and about in a Jeep Wrangler at the moment. Tell us about it. Uh, the car is great. Uh, it's got 38,000 kilometers on the clock. Um, I have modified the suspension. Suspension's got uh, a year and a half of warranty from the off-road garage. The car is perfectly fine, actually. I just want to get the four-door. At the time I bought it, there were no cars available in the market. This was end of 2021. So I, I just got this because I needed to get a car. And now I am looking to buy the four-door. Okay. So, so I just want to see what's the value for it. Basically. Okay, so and, just in know, terms of details, what year is it? This is 2021. 21. Uh, what what uh, what make of it? What, so it's Jeep Wrangler JL, I understand. The Rubicon, is that right? Yeah, the, yeah, the Rubicon. Okay, now it's up to you. Yeah, very desirable car this time of year, with it being desert season, so to speak, for another eight weeks. Um, in terms of pricing, I'd say around 150, 145,000 dirhams, somewhere there. Look, if you are going in for a trade-in, and there's many independent dealerships that have a whole range of uh, Jeeps right now, you don't expect to get about 135 yeah. in your hand and pay 30, 40,000 difference, even 50 for the for the four door. Okay, cool. So that's not. The, you think it would be better to do it at Jeep or the independent dealers? I'd shop around and do both. I'd say um, you're going to pay more at Jeep because you get the luxury of the warranties and the service contracts. But then again, if you're going to upgrade to 2021 or 2022 that has the factory warranty and service anyway, then I'd honestly just go to the independent yeah. ones. You'd get more value. Yeah, I hope that one helps. Thanks so much indeed for you. Uh, let's get one quick one in before we uh, wrap up on this particular segment. Uh, and it's from Aniket, who's been in touch with us. Hey, guys, big fan of the show. Well, you can come back, Aniket. Thank you for that. Uh, would like your wife counsel on this one mm, not sure how wise it is but counsel we can give you 2014 golf gti oh you can definitely come back if you're a golf aficionado uh top trim 120k on the clock uh everything works no christmas lights on the dash uh, well looked after with full service history still brings a smile to my face every time i drive it my garage hasn't flagged any major repairs during its last service last month uh fix it or Flip it, uh, keep it or flog it. Problem is, I haven't found anything yet that can be as fun to drive as this one, except perhaps replacement GTI. Any help, please? I completely agree with you because the GTI, as I mentioned a few shows ago, is literally one of the best value for many hot hatches. Yes, you can have more power with the AMGs and the RS, XYZ, whatever it may be. But really, just bang for buck, reliable, people's car, Volkswagen, GTI, hands down, one of the best hot hatches. Um, in terms of your particular car, Ankit, I'd still say there's plenty of life in it. It's great that there's no <laughs> Christmas lights on the dashboard as of yet. Um, I'd keep hold of it for another year or two. I mean, the prices are holding really strong now. Uh, if you were to upgrade to newer one, you'd want to go to the Mark 7 shape at least, which is you know a significant jump, 30,000, 40,000 dirhams. Look, if you do have the budget, it's night and day. Jump into a Mark, 8, Mark 7 or Mark 8 GTI. If not, you're also very happy with what you're driving right now, in all honesty. You can't go wrong with the GTI, whether it's this one or the newer model. So 
Either way works. <laughs> Either way works. And I, can help it. I hope that one helps for you. Right, this is uh, Motormania on a Saturday morning. Time for us to get as many in as we can. Uh, one that we didn't get to a little bit earlier on uh, was Matthew's question. Uh, he had texted this in in advance, so let's get that one out the way. Uh, he's been asking about the Honda Pilot 2023 model. Not so much uh, fix it or flip it just thoughts on that one uh naz yeah great car they finally changed the shape after a while now and anyone who has a honda pilot is i'm pretty sure gonna say they've had happy trouble-free motoring um it's a weird segment isn't it seven if not eight seater so you've got a car that you don't want to look like a van but you want to ferry around a lot of people so the honda pilot is a great choice but you'd be surprised there's a lot of good stuff coming out of the uh korean market these days so you know competitor to the uh to the honda pilot would be the um kia telluride and the honda palisade palisade also very capable cars very similar in size uh slightly cheaper as well so i'd say you know honda pilot great car but have a look at the uh, korean stuff before you make a final decision right let's turn our attention to the next of what's going on what is it with us you know some days we just get we have a trend don't we some days it's all about golf some days it's all about nissans today it seems to be all about the volvos yeah. out there uh we have got alison waiting for us uh, patiently on line number two morning alison Hi, good morning. How are you both? We're very good, thank well. You. Thank you so much indeed for your, your kind text message uh, and for your follow-up call. So tell us about your pride and joy, your Volvo V40. Oh, I love it. I bought it about four years ago. Uh, it's white exterior, kind of a creamy beige interior. I'm the second owner, but the first owner probably just used it for school runs. It was thick and span, um, maintained at Volvo regularly. I just love it, but I've been thinking about um, an SUV for a while now, a 4x4. So it's got, my Volvo's got 74,975 kilometers, the 2015 um, GCC specs. Again, perfect inside and out. So just wondering what your thoughts are. Should I hold on to it? Should I trade it in and upgrade to an SUV? What are your thoughts? Um, thanks for calling in, Alison. I can tell you really love the car, and it sounds like the previous <laughs> owner loved it as well. So that's always a good thing. It's been cherished and cared for by two two loving owners. Um, so just to get the pricing out of the way in terms of what it's worth today, you know, it's slightly getting on a bit, being 2015. It's coming on to eight years old now. Uh, although it's been maintained and everything, I'd say t- today's price is around 50,000 dirhams, dare I say, 50, 55, if you find the right buyer who appreciates right. it as much as you. Now, the good news is for 50,000 dirhams, there's a lot of 4x4s out there if you're looking at the used second-hand market. And if you were to upgrade that budget by 20, 30 grand maybe to 70, 80, there's a hell of a lot of stuff you can do. Um, and I always say this, but when people come out of European cars and go into Japanese cars, and we had a similar call earlier, I think you will be disappointed with the Pajero. Although it's a very capable car, just coming out of something like a Volvo with the build quality, the performance, it's just, you know, you're really driving something solid. And when you get into Pajero, you're like, mm, mm, you know. <laughs> so that's something to definitely bear in mind. Now, what I would say to answer this is have a look around. Look, you're obviously not in a rush because you like what you're driving. 
look right. at the European stuff. So, you know, as a 4 by 4 SUV, I don't see you like flying off the dunes. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you have that side to you. <laughs> but uh, it yeah, sounds correct. like you just want something that's just a bit more sturdy on the road, probably a bit more safety. You know, there's so much choice out there. You know, you've got the Ford Explorer. Um, you've got some stuff out of Volkswagen as well, the Tiguan and things like that. So I'd have a nice little shop around and actually test drive the cars. And I think you'll you'll quickly see that you'd either stick to your Volvo very quickly or probably go for something European with a bit better build quality than a Pajero. Amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No problems. I wish you the best. Yeah, big thanks to you for joining us. All the best with that one, Alison. Andy Fordham got in touch with us. Lovely to hear from you, Andy. Uh, He's got a 2018 Ford F-150 Lariat, 3.5 litre EcoBoost. 89k on the clock warranty and service to 100,000 kilometers first registered in february of 2020 brand new tires on it from <coughs> this, uh, uh, recent december december last year fix it or flip it uh i'd say definitely keep hold of this car they're great cars although i don't understand why so many people need pickups in dubai <laughs> everyone seems to be driving around the pickup but they're always empty in the back right um, I think they're great cars i just think that there's so many american imports that have come in with you know questionable history you know flood damage accident damage that have really really just pulled the prices down i mean you can go to charge and buy one of these for 40 50 000 dirhams but just don't ask about the history however you know if this is a gcc car well maintained and things like that it's worth double 80 90 000 dirhams just finding the right buyer hope that helps good to hear from you mr f and from mr fordham to felix who's been in touch uh, felix loves the show Good on you, Felix. Good taste. Uh, couldn't call in, but wanted uh, your opinion, Naz, on his current car. Uh, needs to know whether to fix it or flip it. He's worried about issues cropping up as it ages, aren't we all? And also the service contract is expiring in April. OK, all good and well. What is it? It's a Ford Mustang V6 2016 GCC spec, 106,000 on the clock. No accidents, no issues. Third owner, fully serviced at Altair up until now. Uh, that one's from uh, Felix, who then also follows up saying, oh, yeah, uh, also, if selling, then what value would you place on it? Colour of the car is metallic grey titanium. Great car. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Being the V6, which is a smaller engine car and still relatively low mileage, I don't see any big issues with that car over the next two to three years. However, if you did want to sell the car today, I'd say around sixty-five to 70,000 dirhams, somewhere there. It's a lot of car for your money, that. A lot of car for your money. Uh, Felix, hope that one helps. Enjoy your Mustang. Thank you very much indeed for that one. Thanks to all of you uh, for your text messages, for your phone calls and more. Uh, Out of time on this occasion with Fix It and Flip It, but we will be back in a fortnight or so. So, big thank you to you, Naz. A lot to look forward to. Uh, Shall we do it all again? Well, I say, shall we do do it all again? Shall you do it all again around about fortnight's time? (laughs) With Damien, yeah, definitely looking forward to it in the next two weeks. Uh, Good to have you, Naz. As always, if people want to get in touch, fellow, what what do they do? Uh, NazDubai underscore. Oh, by the way, my Instagram blew up last week after I mentioned that. I had like 14 inquiries. I was sitting sitting there, well, in traffic, just going through answering all the questions. Happy to do that again this weekend. Come on, then. (laughs) Tell Tell us. What is it? It's NazDubai underscore. Good on you, fellow. Thank you very much indeed, Naz. Enjoy the next couple of weeks. Uh, Thanks so much indeed for all your time in the recent months as well. Naz who's gone viral on Instagram. We'll be back (laughs) in two weeks' time. It's all kicking off. It's all kicking off.